0: Welcome to The Fathers Speak, a production of the Orthodox West. Each day, Father John Finton reads a selection fitted to the Western liturgical calendar from one of the Fathers of the Church. On this Feast of the Finding of St. Stephen, let us listen to a portion of a sermon by our Father among the Saints, Maximus of Turin. Before our Lord returned to heaven, he made this promise to his disciples. But when I ascend, I shall ask my Father, and he will send you another paraclete, who will be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. Thus it must be believed that Christ has ascended to the Father when we see that the paraclete has descended upon the apostles. It must be believed, I tell you, That he sits at the right hand of God, as David says of the Saviour, because we see the Holy Spirit, as the Lord promised, exalting in the disciples. Consequently, the prophetic psalm says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. According to our custom, the right of sitting is offered to one who, like a victor returning from having accomplished a great deed, deserves to be seated for the sake of his honour. And so the man, Jesus Christ, who overcame the devil by his suffering, and unlocked the underworld by his resurrection, returning to heaven like a victor after having accomplished a great deed, hears from God the Father, sit at my right hand. And it is not to be wondered at that sitting on the same seat is offered to the Son by the Father, since by nature he is of one substance with the Father." Perhaps someone is puzzled that the Son is said to be on the right, for although there are no degrees of dignity where the fullness of divinity is concerned, less the Son sits on the right not because he is preferred to the Father, but so that he not be believed to be inferior. And the Son is on the right because, according to the Gospel, the sheep will be gathered on the right but the goats on the left. It is necessary, therefore, that the first lamb occupy the place of the sheep, and that the unsullied leader come before the unsullied flock that will follow him, as John says in the Apocalypse, These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes, who have not defiled themselves with women. Therefore, the prophet David says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. That is to say, the Lord who is Father offers the lofty seat of his throne to the Lord God Christ, who is his Son, and for the sake of honor, he places him at his right on the eternal seat. We read in the Acts of the Apostles that blessed Stephen, when he was stoned by the Jews, says, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Lord Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Let us see, then, why the same Lord is prophesied by David as sitting, but is preached by Stephen as standing. First, how can the God of all things, who is incorporeal and invisible, for he is a spirit, as the Lord says, God is spirit, either sit or stand? And then on what kind of seat would God sit? He who is an infinite and immeasurable and who contains everything created within himself. I think that these things are said about the Lord by holy men for this reason, not to contradict each other, but to describe his power at one time and his mercy at another time. Now, indeed, sitting is spoken of with reference to a king's power, while standing calls to mind an intercessor's benevolence. For the blessed apostle says, For we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus the Lord. Christ is a judge, therefore, when he sits, and an advocate when he rises. It is clear that he is a judge to the Jews, and an advocate for the Christians. On the one hand, standing before the Father of the Christians, even though they are sinners, he pleads their cause, while on the other, he sits with the Father of the Pharisees, who are persecutors condemning their sins. Angry with one, he wreaks harsh vengeance on them, while he gently has mercy on the other, interceding on their behalf. On the one hand, he stands in order to receive the spirit of the martyr Stephen, while on the other hand he sits in order to condemn the guilty deed of the betrayer Judas.